Hey guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. Now, Leon Tailoring is also well-known, we all know, for their tailor-made clothes, but you also know they're ready for their custom-made and ready-made clothing as well. That's right, clothes that are right there on the rack that you can buy and pick up, and they'll make the alterations included in the price. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. And of course, then you know, if they want something tailor-made specifically just for you, then they can do it. So whether it's tailor-made, whether it's ready-made, or whether it is custom-made, it is for you and you specifically. So swing on by Leon Tailoring. They'll be happy to see you and happy to take care of you. Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware in downtown Indianapolis. Well, hey, uh, good afternoon. Good to see everybody. Uh, long week, but a good week. Uh, obviously, uh, finishes on the right note with uh, Chairman Thompson uh, passing 1001 and, and getting that uh, over the Senate. We're proud of the work that he and the committee have done and, and uh, a bill that you know invests in, in needed things like education, public health. Uh, infrastructure, uh, but also, uh, you know, returns money back to the taxpayers. You know, one of the things we don't want to do in this budget is, is grow uh, unnecessary government. I think, you know, the chairman and the, the committee have, have done a really good job on that. Really happy about bipartisan support on House Bill 1002. Uh, I think an incredibly important bill with uh, Representative Goodrich and the fact that we're, you know, giving more kids more opportunities to, uh, to, uh, um, you know, get involved in the workforce, get, take classes that are really meaningful to their uh, long-term experiences. So we are, we are excited about that. Obviously, you know, we'll finish up tomorrow on Wednesday, or excuse me, on Monday, uh, take a little bit of a break, and then we'll start working with our Senate colleagues. Uh, uh, if you ask me about Senate bills, I've had a long week, and I have no idea what the heck they've done over there. We'll catch it all up in, uh, over the break, but uh, we look forward to working with Senator Bray and, and his team on as we enter the second half on Monday, so or I guess on Tuesday. So, with that, I'll take your questions. Mr. Speaker, the other day, uh, you folks submitted a bill, the Real Lady funding for the Kinsey Institute. What was that all about, and why was it done? Because there was no evidence for that they were doing anything untoward or mischievous or malfeasance. I think our, I think a majority of our caucus uh, just wanted to ensure that um, that taxpayer funds weren't using it to support the Kinsey Institute. Do you think Indiana University is shielding sexual predators, think, as think, was alleged uh, on the floor? I think the, uh, the, uh, the introduction and the presentation of that amendment was extraordinarily disappointing. And, uh, but I think the majority of our caucus just wanted to ensure that no dollars went to uh, the Kinsey Public Dollars went to I want to ask about the mechanics of that, because obviously this is not a policy that has been discussed in any committee at any point. You send public dollars to Indiana University. They also have a lot of money from tuition, private grants, all sorts of things. How are you going to know, well, this dollar here was public, this dollar here was tuition? Brandon, I think there will be conversations in the second half about all that and the necessariness of it. And uh, But, uh, again, you know, it was a policy statement that the caucus didn't want, uh, the majority didn't, didn't want the uh, dollars going to Kinsey. Obviously, that institute has been there for decades, and this uh, has been, you know, talked about for a long time. Why? Why now? Well, I know it's been around for, this discussion has been around for a long time. The amendment was offered, uh, and again, the majority of our caucus felt like they wanted to make ensure that state money wasn't used to fund Kinsey. Why do you feel that the uh, amount of dollars for public health that you guys allocated, which is less than you know what the governor wanted, why do you feel it was the appropriate amount? Well, I, you know, I don't think we know if it's the appropriate amount. You know, we want to get Senate Bill Four. We want to have some conversations. We want to see how those bill those dollars are distributed. I think uh, I, our team is excited to have that conversation. Um, we wanted to get a, a significant amount of money into into public health uh, to make sure that as the budget went over to the, the Senate, they could uh, they they would have 
uh, you know, a placeholder in that. And then, you know, as we work through the process of how uh, how the money, any public health money would be distributed, I think that'll really, that and the final budget present uh, forecast will kind of determine the, the final amount. For your caucus regarding the Kinsey Institute, what would the institute have to do in the future to have state funding restored? Well, I, I think we've, I've suggested our caucus that if they have concerns, I'm sure Indiana University and the Kinsey Institute will be happy to, to talk to them, address them, and learn more. Do you, uh, do you anticipate having any trouble with the Senate um, over the level of voucher expansion in, in your budget proposal? Yeah, you know, we feel very good about where we are, and, and I know they'll have, uh, look, they'll have, I fully recognize, they'll have different priorities, and we'll work through those different priorities with them. But, you know, not one expansion of the voucher program hasn't been done with the cooperation of the Senate. I would expect the same this year. Well, so yeah. on vouchers, um, they tend to want to undertake those expansions with more guardrails. Is there any kind of middle ground no. that you... No, the program as it exists is a program that's been extraordinarily successful, serving over hundreds of thousands of kids over the last decade, 53,000 um, uh, kids today. Um, and I'm going to give Tom Davies a little credit. In 2021, Tom asked a question about vouchers and said, you know, if this is so popular, you know, why don't you run on them? And we ran on them in 2022 a lot. And they're very popular. So uh, people, people, and I remember that comment. And I'm not picking on you. I'm not picking on you. Tom was a legitimate question. It was a legitimate question. And, and, and look, they're popular. They're popular districts. They're popular with families. Uh, and and, and we, we have seen no reason why we shouldn't continue to expand them. Are you going to be able to get the income tax cut acceleration through the Senate, given their attitude toward taxes right now? Well, I look, I mean, I, I, I certainly hope so and anticipate it. You know, I, I trust Senator Holdman, Senator Mishler, Senator Bray, Senator Garden, their leadership team. Uh, you know, I've heard them talk a lot about concerns regarding uh, spending and, and not growing government. Well, there's only one really good way to prevent that from happening, and that's restricted amount of income or revenue coming into government. So uh, uh, look forward to those conversations with Senator Holdman, who, who I know is sending over Senate Bill 3, and we'll have that'll be part of those conversations too. Would you be comfortable accelerating the timeline like you have, but putting back in the um, state revenue growth guardrails than no, the original time? No, I think, you know, we, we one, I'm not sure those guardrails were ever really practical, and two, I think they're just unnecessary. The uh, Both the voucher expansion and tax cuts that you got through in the last couple of years came with a big increase in state revenue uh, to get the Senate agree to those. Without a similar big increase in revenue, why would they go along with them this time? Well, because it's the right thing to do. And and by the way, uh, we, we if you look at our total uh, spending, uh, it, it's increased substantially, too. I mean, you know, and so uh, uh, I think, you know, again, I, the Senate have been partners in all this expansion and uh, uh, look forward to the conversation with Senator Bray, Senator Mitchell, Senator Garten, and, and their team. There was a four-hour standoff this week outside the, the Capitol building, uh, dealing with some uh, disturbing issues. State police had yeah. to come in. Any work and about uh, security in this place, this facility, this building, and uh, what, have, what are you guys doing with respect to mental health? Uh, first of all, we have incredible state police, Capitol Police have been amazing, uh, or, or, you know, and so no, no, no concerns. Uh, second, and, and I just trust them. They, 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 they're always on top of it. And the vast, vast, vast majority of people we ever deal with are, are tremendous, even when they disagree with us, uh, do it incredibly respectfully and, and thoughtfully and safely. Uh, mental health, you know, look, Senator, I know Senate Bill 1 is Senator Cryer's bill. It's coming over. Uh, we need to continue to do more in mental health. 
health. Um, you know, I think how that, again, we're going to talk about, I think the, the, I don't know a lot about that, but 988 is part of that. I think, you know, how you expand 988, how do you provide additional services? One of the things I've really challenged our team and it's within our budget is re- increasing reimbursement rates for mental health providers. We need more of them. I mean, you know, it begins with having more people that can provide the types of services that we want to provide. Uh, so I think that'll be part of the symbol one, symbol four conversations. But I think universally, we all understand we want to continue to do more for mental health. The partisan school board bill has been sitting on your calendar yeah. for several days, or are you yeah. going to be voting on that? You know, I'm not then? sure. You know, we've had caucus conversations. Uh, uh, it, it's, you know, it, it, I think we'll have one more conversation on, on Monday. So I'm not sure, Tom, how that'll turn out. Is it worth calling that down, even if it might lose? Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We may want to just have a, a, a debate on it if, it, if it's uh, that way. Uh, you know, I think Representative Prescott's did a tremendous job talking to people in caucus and trying to figure out there's a there's a sweet spot. You know, look, it's a very uh, it's a great issue in the sense it's very um, uh, parochial uh, in the sense that you know it depends on where you live or maybe your your philosophies and those types of things. So it, it, I think the committee debate showed that, and uh, uh, you know we'll see what happens on Monday. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Enjoy your. This podcast was produced and edited by Chris Spangle and Leaders and Legends, LLC. If you're interested in starting a podcast or taking yours to the next level, please contact us at leadersandlegends.net.